Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Landing in behind the net, Marchman took another crack at it, and a Caps one more chance. 14 seconds left. Kuznetsov coming across into the left circle. Ovechkin cutting, and now in chin front, a chance for Marcus Johansson. It wouldn't settle down for him. Five seconds left. Blue line here for Carlson. His shot knocked down, and the Dallas Stars have rallied here in the third period to win. Final score, 2-1. to one. Jake Ottinger, for the second time this season, defeats the Capitals, this time in D.C. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals let a lead slip away and a loss to Dallas. Alex Ovechkin's pursuit of Gordy Howe pushed back to tomorrow night. And Alan May will join us, looking back on a special Tuesday in Chicago. Good morning, everybody. Today is Friday, December 16th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. The Caps let one get away on home ice last night and their return to Capital One arena, falling 2-1 to one to the Dallas Stars. The game would remain scoreless until the midway point of the second period. When Connor Sherry scored his 10th goal of the season, the goal at 9:23 was assisted by Alex Ovechkin, who appeared like he might be ready to tee up a shot from the office, but instead made a terrific pass to Sherry, who buried it along the right post. Sherry's 10th goal of the season made it 1-0 after two. But Dallas struck quickly with two goals of their own in the first 2:07 of the third. Jamie Benn picked up a power play goal just 48 seconds in, and then Colin Miller scored just his second goal of the season. That proved to be the game winner. Charlie Lindgren stopped 24 of 26, but lost for the first time in six games. Final score, Dallas 2 and Washington 1. The Stars have now won 10 of their last 11 games in D.C., and they sweep the two-game season series. Tuesday night was such a thrill in Chicago, watching Alex Ovechkin score three times on the way to reaching the 800 goal mark. While Ken was away for the road trip, Alan May stepped in with me on the broadcast. He picked a heck of a time to do so. Here now my chat with him on the night that was for Ovechkin and the Capitals in Chicago. Always a pleasure to hang out at the rink with Alan May. And Alan, I guess we got to talk a little bit about the backstory of what went into Tuesday night. Kenny off the trip just for the Winnipeg and Chicago game and I was so grateful for you to step in and do color given the fact that it ended up being one of the most historic nights in Capitals history what a blast we had on Tuesday yeah I consider myself so lucky for all the things that have happened to me in pro hockey and then as a television analyst and tonight to get the call from you and and to be invited to be able to do that was incredible and one of my most one of the greatest arenas in, in the National Hockey League, the atmosphere and then everything that comes together. I was excited right from the start of the game, and it didn't take Ovi long enough to have me kind of shaking in my boots, and I know you were beside yourself, and, and you could feel the energy from everyone in the building after he scored that first goal. The way that it is set up, just to get a little bit behind the scenes at United Center, the visiting radio booth is lower than where TV is, and there are fans six feet from us, and I was overwhelmed by the support 
from people wearing Blackhawks jerseys, really from that first goal. I felt like they sensed the history. Look, the Hawks are not having a good year, but they rose to the moment. They were cheering anytime he was on the ice. I mean, it was a feeling that I think you could only feel from where you and I were sitting for the game. Yeah, we were. You could high-five the fans. You're that close. And you, when you think of that arena, it's an original six building. It, Chicago is a true hockey town. They've got their mojo back after they won you know, the first of three cups about 12, 13 years ago. And the fans are spectacular. They, they're still filling the building. They're still cheering for their team. But the things that went on the other day, and I do have to say, it wasn't just Hawks fans. I did the pregame show for NBC Sports Washington in the atrium, which used to be outside the building. And there were so many Caps fans before I went on air and during air. I probably posed with, you know, took 100 pictures. Everyone takes a picture nowadays. It was pretty cool. But there were Caps fans coming in left and right. And a lot of people that flew in for the game, and I look at that, and I just felt there was an energy the other night that we haven't felt. There wasn't that energy in Winnipeg. They have great fans, but the, the energy that the Hawks fans brought the other night, and they were all in it. it was, that was very overwhelming. You've gone from fan favorite on the ice as a player to fan favorite as a broadcaster and now a long career at NBC Sports Washington. Where does it rank for you to do what you did after the game, where you're talking with Alex Ovechkin, he did the hit with Scott Van Pelt on ESPN, he talks to the media, but the one-on-one -on -one interview, which I thought you did just an unbelievable job with, and it was such an emotional interview. That was the thing, and I don't know that people sensed this, or maybe they did, it was really emotional for everybody involved with the Capitals downstairs, in the room, in the hallway, on the bus, on the plane. It was incredible. What I loved is how happy the coaches were, how happy the players were, the training staff. And then Ovi, he was very happy, but he, he was shook up. He was trembling. He was holding back. You could see that in the post-game speech that he had to his teammates. And, and then for me, when you talk about where it ranks, I, I just couldn't believe how lucky and fortunate I was to be able to call the game and then to have the Caps bring him right over to me after the ESPN interview. And then the Ovi, I, I go three questions. I they didn't tell me I had a limit. So I started asking him these questions and you could feel him. You could see his hands shaking. He was holding back tears. And I didn't want to make the interview about me, but I had a lump in my throat. I had question four coming and it was going to be about his boys. And I couldn't get there because I didn't want the story to be about me. I wanted it to be about Ovi, so I just ended the interview. But I couldn't believe how, how lucky and fortunate I was to be able to do that. And to be there with that guy, who I absolutely love watching, my entire hockey life, I, I've been surrounded by greatness and the things that I get to do. I grew up, uh, was at Wayne Gretzky's first ever game as Edmonton Oilers. I was at the game that he signed a lifetime contract, watched him, had season tickets, got to be a teammate. And then now to cover this team for 14, 15 years, and who's going to a guy who's on the verge of becoming the greatest goal scorer ever to see 800, and you were one of just a few people that called an 800 goal as it was scored, and I was just in awe of you the other night, and I'm telling, I was so excited. I, I was kind of, it's not anxiety because I'm not an anxiety guy, but I was so excited and. I kind of, I, I had nerves and I was shaking, like I could feel the energy from the building and you knew it was coming. It, it was just, it was so special to be there. I said to a number of people in the last couple of days, when I went to school to do this job, I wanted to work for an NHL team. I wanted to call a Stanley Cup. I knew those things. I never could have dreamed what we're doing now. And it's been so incredibly special. Last one for you. And again, this is a little bit behind the curtain of what you and I got to see on the plane ride home as the plane is leaving Chicago the other night. 
and I'm sitting here pounding away on the podcast and trying to get all the audio together, and it was it was a hectic time. And I looked, and Alex Ovechkin comes back. We're in the back, the trainers, you and me, uh, Sergey Kachara, Mike Vogel, the PR folks, video, everybody. And he came back and high-fived and fist-bumped everybody on the plane. It was a thank you that he gave to all of us, which was completely unnecessary and completely awesome that he did that. And I think that's one of the memories for me I'm going to remember, too. And it was just such a small thing, but at the same time, it was a pretty big thing. I've told everyone I've talked to in the last 24 hours or whatever it is since, since that happened that how incredible it was that he, he came back and how emotional he still was. He was still... He was still trying to hold it together, and I, I thought it was incredible. But the thing with his teammates, to see him as he worked his way down the plane and then came back to all of us, it, 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 it was one of those moments that I'll, that I'll remember and I'll share that story on a bar stool or you know, beside the lake, you know, the fire at the lake the rest of my life. It, it, that was incredible, and uh, I feel, I'm so happy and grateful for him and that he was able to do it, and I, I can't wait till all the other records come his way. It was a night we won't forget, and more history... On the way for Alex Ovechkin, perhaps tomorrow night. It's the Capitals and Toronto Maple Leafs at 7 Eastern, 6.45 air on 106.7 A Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.